they drink this beverage in its many exotic forms. Half coffee and half hot milk. I want to, I want to. I want to, I want to. I'll praise the Lord, Lord. and keep the faith. Only G.O.D. could be a king to me. If you love me, you got to represent him well. Believe the scripture. Testing, testing, one, two, one, two, testing, testing. Welcome to episode 100, ladies and gentlemen, of the Macchiato's Music and the Scriptures podcast. I thank everyone for tuning in. We have finally made it to episode 100, and it feels amazing. I mean, being able to put out 100 episodes over the course of four years is a lot of work. (laughs) It's a lot of work. But to God be the glory by his grace and his strength, I'm able to push these episodes out. So I want to thank everyone who have been rocking with me from the beginning and even those who came on the train later, no matter when you came or how you came. I appreciate everyone for supporting the show and just know that your prayer and your support is greatly appreciated. And today to kick off episode 100. We're going to deal with something that's very, very important. I actually been really looking forward to getting to this uh, subject and we're going to deal with it probably over the course of probably the next three or four episodes. Um, And I want to talk about racism in the church, racism in the church. But before I get to racism in the church, per se, I want to deal with race for this particular episode. Race, R-A-C-E, race, like a race of people, ethnicity. I want to deal with that. I want to deal with from a scriptural standpoint of how did all these races, how do we get all these different races in the world today? Like, you know what I'm saying? We have black, we have white, we have Indians, we have Hispanics, like we have all these different races of people and all these different ethnicities. How and why? And does the Bible support any of this? And so that's what I want to look into today. So with no further ado, I just want to jump right on into it, man. And let's just see what the word of God has to say to us. So go with me to the book of Genesis, which is also called the book of beginnings. We're going to go to Genesis chapter 10. Now, before I get into this, I don't know if you know this or not before we read Genesis chapter 10, but all of mankind has descended or have descended from Noah and his three sons. All mankind descended from Noah and his three sons. Now, I know you may be thinking, well, I thought we all descended from Adam and Eve. That's a good question. We did. But do you remember God had Noah to build an ark because he was going to destroy the world by flood? Right. 
the world that he was going to destroy by flood was the world that Adam and Eve were originally created in. Now, Adam and Eve begot Cain and Abel. You all know that, right? And then, of course, Adam and Eve lived on. They eventually passed away and other generations of Adam and Eve uh, got born. But what happened was, and we don't have time to read it today, but you can go back and read Genesis chapter 6. You're going to see a term in Genesis chapter 6 that says the sons of God. Now that term sons of God in the Old Testament is actually translated into angels. So wherever you see the term sons of God in the Old Testament is really referring to angels. When you see the term son of God mentioned in the New Testament, you know it's referring to Jesus Christ because Jesus is the son of God. But sons, plural, in the Old Testament is referring to angels. And in Genesis 6, it says basically that angels took on human form and they began to sleep, meaning have intercourse and sex with women, natural women, right? When they slept with those women, the Bible says that they created what the Bible calls men of renown, meaning angels are supernatural beings, right? They took on human form. They had intercourse with regular human beings, women. So when the women gave birth to children, they gave birth to a kind of like a hybrid being. And that's how giants came into the earth in those days. Giants like I ain't talking about Shaq, Shaq 7-2 giant. I'm talking like 10 foot, 11 foot tall, 12 foot like giants, like hybrid beings. And so God said in Genesis 6, it says that God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. Now this is in Genesis chapter six, verse five. And this is not why I originally wanted to read, but I kind of want to give you a backstory into how we're going to get into how we got to where we are now. So when those things took place, it developed hybrid beings where angels begin to sleep with women. It sounds weird, I know, but it's in the scripture. And the Bible's true. And if that's what the Bible says, that's what happened. You can't disprove it because you wasn't there. I can prove it because it's in the book. And God wouldn't lie about something in Genesis 6 and then all of a sudden in Matthew 22, he telling the truth. Either he tells the truth, the whole course throughout scripture, or he doesn't. But God is not wishy-washy. He's consistent all throughout scripture. All right. So basically, God wanted to create the world over again. So the Bible says that Noah, specifically Noah, says found grace in the eyes of God. Noah had three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth, all right? So basically, God is wanting to start the world over. So technically, the world that you and I live in today is the second world. Adam was in the first world. 
He destroyed that world by flood and we're in the second world. Now, there's going to be a third world. Eventually, that's going to take place once Jesus returns. The Bible says that he's going to destroy the earth by fire and he's going to revamp it. And he says that the kingdom of heaven basically is going to be brought down to the earth and everything is going to be done over again. Now, it makes sense to me because he did it before, according to scripture. So if he did it before, he can do it again and he's going to do it again. But the Bible says we don't know the day, the hour or time. So we have to be prepared. All right. Now, it doesn't mean that when he destroys the earth by fire, we're going to be here and get and get <laughs> fire. You know what I'm saying? We're going to get burnt up. No, Jesus is going to return for us. Once he returns for us, he's going to redo all this over again. But we're not going to be here. All right. Hope it wasn't too deep, but, you know, eventually in this podcast, this is where I envision it going, that we have to go deeper and deeper into the scriptures, things that's rarely talked about, but things that are important. Okay, so you may need to listen to this pod, this particular episode over and over again, write down these scriptures and really dissect and digest the things that I'm saying. So now let's go to Genesis chapter 10, verse one. It says, now these are the generations of the sons of Noah, Sham, Ham, and Japheth. And unto them were sons born after the flood. Now what's interesting about this is that Noah and his wife had three sons, but they were all different colors. Sounds strange, doesn't it? I'll say it again. Noah and his wife had three sons, but all three of them were different colors. Sham was dark olive. He is and was the ancestral father of the Jewish people. Japheth was the white son. He is the ancestral father of the Caucasians, the forefather of the Europeans. And Ham, Ham was the black son. They had a black son. Ham is the ancestral father of people of color. Now what's interesting after I've been studying this is that people of color, it doesn't just include black people. People and people of color would include Egyptians, Indians, South Sea Islanders, Hispanics, and some studies even said Chinese or Japanese, which I found interesting. But for this particular series, I really only want to focus on the black race of people. Now, the question you may be having is how in the world or how is it even possible that a man and a woman can have children and all three of them be different colors? This is what I learned. Number one, if you want to take it all the way back to Adam and Eve, because this is really where it all started. Adam and Eve or Eden 
is found to this day, Eden is in Egypt. Egypt is in Africa. The Bible says God made Adam out of dirt. The word Adam in itself is translated is translated to red, ruddy color. And if you Google right now, ruddy color, man, you're going to see a dark tone, dark skin, brown man. So that means when you think about it, all civilization came from Africa. So the first man created was not white. He didn't have blonde hair. He didn't have blue eyes. He was a colored man. He was brown. He was black. He was a black man. What's up, beautiful people? This is Kirk Franklin. You're listening to Macchiato's Music and Scriptures podcast. Let's get it. Arrest the killers of Brianna Taylor. All of y'all who think we need more evidence, you goofy. I said arrest the killers of Brianna Taylor. And Elijah McClain, too. Y'all hold that boy arrest the killers of Brianna Taylor. All of y'all who think we need more evidence, you goofy. I said arrest the killers of Brianna Taylor. You catch the vibe? I get off my page. This concludes side A. Please flip to side B. Now. Back to Noah and these three sons of three different colors. How in the world can they have um, sons, three different colors? Well, in order for them, number one, to have had that, either Noah and his wife or Noah or his wife would have had to be black in order to have children of different colors. Because from my study, black or dark skin is the only skin color that can produce the full range of colors from white to black. I'll read it again. Dark or black skin is the only skin color that can produce the full range of colors from white to black. Genetically, white can come out of black, but black cannot come out of white. Genetically, white can, C-A-N, come out of black, but black cannot come out of white, which makes perfect sense. I mean, think about the melanin that's in uh, black people's skin tone and our skin. Genetically, Black people, dark-skinned people can is the only color, again, that can produce a full range of colors. I'm thinking about somebody in particular where I know that both of his parents are dark-skinned. And he's light-skinned. Like light. But both of his parents are dark. But he's light. And as I was doing this study, I began to think about uh, him and, and other people I know and certain things. I'm just like, wow, like it's this is amazing, you know what I'm saying? Like once you begin to understand and study these things, you begin to see things a whole lot differently. So let's keep reading. Like I said, I wanna focus on the black race, the black man. And the reason why I wanna do that is not because, oh, you racist, cause you just wanna focus only on black people. No, we're trying to do something here. 
you have to understand that and we're going to get to this eventually that the black man and black people have been we've been brainwashed for like i mean just to just go ahead and say we've been brainwashed into believing a lot of things that just weren't true you know we still have equality issues white people don't have equality issues that's just a fact there was, ne- was never an issue with a white skinned person having equality issues it's always been the black man the black person that has the equality issue is it's being less than we were considered not you know one third of a human being considered animals like these are things that I'm reading in the scripture that's going to build your confidence and it's interesting to me that you know back then they would say that the black man is inferior if the black man is inferior then that would mean that God is inferior because all of us came from God and you're accusing God of making an inferior creation that will make God inferior and I don't think you want to go there with that one so it's brainwashing you're inferior we're inferior yet the first man that was ever created was a black man so that's why I want to focus on the black race okay and that's what I'm gonna do so let's keep going so we're gonna jump down to verse 6 in Genesis chapter 6 and let's look at ham I'm going to show you how to try you can track black people in the Bible verse 6 it says and the sons of ham remember ham is the black man he's the black son remember that ham is the black son it says and the sons of ham now they're about to read ham son son uh, ham had sons first one Cush C-U-S-H Miseram M-I-Z-R-A-I-M Put P-U-T and Canaan C-A-N-A-A-N Ham had four sons Cush Miseram Put and Canaan Verse 7 And the sons of Cush So now this will mean that the names I'm about to read are Ham's grandchildren. Ham is a black man. Cush is Ham's son. Now we're about to read Cush children. So it says the sons of Cush, who was a black man because his dad was a black man. The sons of Cush are Seba, Havilah, Sapta, and Rama. And Sapacha and the sons of Rama, Sheba, and Dedan. Verse 8. It says, And Cush begot Nimrod. N-I-M-R-O-D. Nimrod. Cush had a son named Nimrod. And it says that in verse 8, Nimrod, it says, He began to be a mighty one in the earth. He was a mighty hunter before the Lord. Wherefore it is said, even as Nimrod, the mighty hunter before the Lord. Nimrod is said to be the first world ruler. The first world ruler. I find that interesting. So the first world ruler was a black man. Wow. Something else I want to bring out to you that's going to help you 
in your study and as you read in scripture, you'll be able to identify the black presence in the Bible. These are the nations that come out of Ham's sons. Cush equals Ethiopia. Mizoram equals Egypt. Put equals Libya. And Canaan, it says, he equals several other nations. So anytime you see the word Ethiopia, Egypt, Libya, you can revert it all the way back to Cush, Mizoram, Put, Canaan. That's how you're able to identify the black presence in the Bible. Remember, they didn't teach black people to read back then. They gave the slaves a redacted version of the Bible. Let, let me just read all of this. I don't, I'm kind of jumping all over the place, but since I'm on this, I really want to read this information to you. The slave Bible, there was a slave Bible and that was the Bible that the slaves had. The Bible that we read today, the slaves didn't have all of this. So when you hear people say stuff about the slave Bible, just the white man's God and all of that, they don't know what they're talking about. They just going off a YouTube clip or something that they read or somebody who said they heard somebody say something. That's not what it is. The slave Bible was actually created in 1807 in England. And the slave Bible was a redacted version of the Bible. A redacted version means a version that's edited to take out sensitive information. The reason why they gave them that is because if they could read and they would have saw all of this in there, they would have rebelled against those slave owners. They wouldn't even have existed because they would have saw themselves in there. But instead, they gave them a redacted version. All references of freedom, escape, equality, and justice were removed. For example, Moses leading the children out of Egyptian bondage was not in that Bible. They didn't even have the story of Moses in there. And, if the, and the ministers that they chose to be ministers during slave days, if they would have saw that in there, they would have rebelled. So instead they gave them a redacted version. So it took out again, all references of freedom, escape, equality, justice, and justice, but it kept references of submission and obedience to authority. That's how they kept the slaves in line. But the slaves, our ancestors didn't know that we were all over the Bible, that just like every race has a part in the plan of God, we had a part. We have a part in the plan of God. They made us think that we didn't have a part, that God made a mistake when he made us. And as you can see, the first black man the first man ever created was a black man. Noah and or his wife were black and they had a black son. First world ruler was black and it goes on and on and on and on. So today I wanted to lay a foundation with this episode. We're gonna go even deeper, but I wanted to lay a foundation with this very first episode to give you some encouragement and just to whet your appetite so that you can see and know and for all my white brothers and sisters who are listening to this episode, I thank God for you. I thank you for tuning in. I pray that you're not offended by anything that I'm mentioning um, and going to mention um, in these episodes. But I pray that you gain an understanding and you learn. And you can take this back to your workplace or to your Zoom conferences. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We all doing Zoom and stuff. 
So I pray that this is a blessing to everyone that hears it. And I want you guys to share this with as many people as you can. I want to thank um, some of my mentors in the faith. Uh, as you all know, Apostle Frederick Casey Price for his messages on race, religion, and racism. I want to thank Dr. Mike Moore in Birmingham, Alabama, Faith Chapel Christian Center for his messages on racism that encouraged me that I was able to study under and learn and get and grab these things. And of course, my actual pastor, Pastor Rasan Jordan, just for just continuing to allow me to glean from him. And if he's listening to this episode, Pastor Jordan, I appreciate you. I love you. I thank you for all that you continue to do and imparting the word of God in me by being a wonderful example of integrity in everyone who have and is continuing to impart into my life. So, so if this podcast has been a blessing to you, please share this again. Share this episode with your family and your friends. We're going to be dealing with this for the next two or three episodes. All right. Remember, you can follow me on social media at mbills314. Remember to subscribe to these podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you enjoy this podcast, I would like for you to leave a comment and rate it on Apple Podcasts. Rate it and leave a review. Thank everyone for your love and your support and your kindness. And remember these words from the book of Romans, chapter 3, verse 4, latter verse. Let God be true and every man be a liar. Until next time. I'm out.